I like that. Outer world, we like the scrolls. Let's do this. Welcome to Something to Marvel About, a podcast where we discuss and dissect MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and joining me for a drink and a discussion is my co-host Raven. What's up, Raven? What up, Dave? Some good shit. Some good shit. Cheers. Cheers. It's aged. It's given. It's definitely given Pappy vibes. Like, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot drink this quickly at all. We love it. We love it. Feel it in here. Feel it in your chest. It's funny because when I was younger, I didn't understand that phrase. Feeling your chest. Yeah, feel it in your chest. Give your chest. Until I get older, I'm a whiskey drinker now. You know, I only really drink whiskey or mezcals, which are all drinks that you drink and whew certainly feel it in your chest which is what we got going on today folks mm, mm. but also if ever you see me deny <laughs> a drink <laughs> or chug something that's expensive that's a scroll <laughs> that's a scroll this folks. is very true if i denied it in the first place if i'm awesome no no thank you that's weird especially if it's good shit oh. and then also if it's good shit if i chug it it's not me mm. There you go. That's and more, it can't be our roadie. More tips. How dare you chug how dare you? a Pappy Von Winkle? Oof. For those of you that don't know, Pappy Von Winkle's extremely rare uh, whiskey, and it comes in different ages, and on average, they run for about $1,200 a bottle to mm. anywhere up to 20000 depending on the year that they come out. They come out in completely small batches. It's made by a family. The recipe's been the same for years. So it's a lot of things about this whiskey that just make it extremely, extremely rare. So, and and a $5,000 bottle is not an exaggeration at all. This stuff runs for a lot of money because they only make a certain amount. So people upsell it and uh, auction it online all the time so by the time that you find a bottle you probably get bought it upsold um which is expensive so you whip out a rare five thousand dollar bottle of whiskey or anything really shit it could be water <laughs> for your friend and the best thing they could say is this is good shit and proceed to chug it i mean granted fury did put nano trackers inside it which I'm extremely happy <laughs> that Rody did check it. At the same time, it was really hard to watch. It was really I, hard I, to watch. I can imagine. I was like, no, what are you doing? This this episode, as you guys haven't realized by now, episode four of Secret Invasion, Beloved, um, gives us some revelations, obvious revelations, some surprising revelations. We talked about Gaia last week, Raven. She's not dead. So they didn't kill Amelia so Clark. They Dave. didn't kill Amelia Clark like we uh, posited. Um, they did not kill Amelia Clark. She took extremis in the times that we didn't see. She took extremis. Convenient. I did like the way that they 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 uh, she used um, the original doctor, the original scientist, scientist credited as Rosa Dalton. You know, touches her head. It's like ooh, information, information. I can use the extremis machine, which posits the question, Raven. The question. I don't know if you thought about this. Because she didn't steal the memories from the Skrull Rosa Dalton. She stole the memories from the human Rosa Dalton. Humans are playing with extremists and all the super, super extra DNA stuff. 
Exactly, exactly. You didn't think about that, did you? Because we all assume the scrolls are the ones that did the 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 the, the super scroll, super whatever. I don't know what they're going to call it. The super serum, you know, made from uh-huh. made from things. But again, Gaia took the memories from the human version of the Doctor. That means the human version of the Doctor knows the stuff. Was she working on it already? And that's why the scrolls took her and replaced her. What are they working on? I mean. It's easier than having to interrogate somebody. You just steal their memories. Yeah. Seems, you know. So that means humans. Easy, especially if they're already working on it. But technically, if you think about it, it was a human experiment. You know, that's where it this began. It was created by humans. It was tested on humans. And also, we really do not know how many soldiers or how many people Extremis was tested on. You know, there could be, there could be other... Um, uh, extremist what soldiers I guess you call them sure. or rogue extremist uh, uh, subjects out there you know that might not even know that it's still affecting them that could just be walking time bombs you know which is kind of terrifying but uh, yeah I think you know could this I, be... I don't think that this is anywhere near the end I think this is like a, a start to like something that might be a, a larger theme later could this be how they bring the Fantastic Four you know reverse engineer it backwards you know, like something I mean, happened and they yeah. get they get these powers because the powers is very similar. You know, like could it be that? Could it be could it be some introduction to X-Men? We find out later that Priscilla, the original woman she was working on, that she changed into was a geneticist of some kind. And there's clues in her oh, room. Man. Dun dun dun. Anyway, let's go back a bit. Um where are we? Da 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 da. We go back to Paris twenty twelve. Uh, just after the Battle of New York. We know that because uh, when Fury meets up with Priscilla for lunch, well, one, it says 2012 in big, bold letters. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she gives him a French newspaper that says something along the lines of Avengers saved New York or whatever. But um, she instantly knows that that's your doing. You're the type of person to bring uh, people together. What I liked, and I want to go to kind of the, 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 the beginning and end of the story for the Furies, right, is we get this uh, poem by Raymond Carver that she teaches him. And then later on, after Fury found out that she was planning to kill him, when they have that conversation again, he asks her the same question or the same poem. What did you think of the Fury's narrative in this episode? Oh, beautiful tragedy. Oof. You know? Of all the mistakes in my life. Oh, <laughs> you're my biggest mistake. Like, damn. <laughs> That cuts like a knife. But if he who it makes sense. If he would do it all over again, he doesn't know if he he would change a thing. Oh the man loves this woman and this woman loves this man. That's what I felt from these two. I know because you realize like they're both fucked up. <laughs> you know? Because for a while most of the most of the season I've been like focusing on Fury and how you know there's a side to Fury that we maybe didn't consider. Um, and I think we realized in this episode, there's a reason why these two were together. There's a reason why, um, you know, Priscilla, uh, was attracted to him, you know, why they would be into each other. I think that we got a lot of answers in this episode. Um, and it's, it's, it's bittersweet because even the way that, you know, it ends with the whole, uh, you know, if, if I didn't look this way. You know, that was that was rough. If I didn't look this way, do you think like what we would still be a thing or 
And and it being now we'll never know is yeah, that that's is, a no. That's a no. It's like when your mother says maybe. When you ask for a ridiculous snack, we'd be like, Ma, let me get this. And it's like, I don't know, fucking fruit snacks that aren't on sale. You know? She's gonna be like, Oh, that's cute. Or maybe and then she's gonna keep walking because you lost your damn mind asking for that. I, you, you know, know and I feel like that's fury in that situation, like I love that response because it. I like that it's not a yes or a no because I think it's when you ask someone that question, you want an answer. And, and I think it's more painful where it's like because of you and because of your actions, we will never know. And I think that reality of like never knowing is because even if you think of it like, yeah, it's a no, there's still a part of like, is it though? Damn, I will never know. Because and I think that's that's even harder because the kind of man that Fury is, especially with her, even saying that, you know, if he could go back, would he change a thing? No. And the fact that he doesn't shoot her, she, she, she doesn't shoot him. You know, I love that line. You know, I don't know if this means we should get divorced or renew our vows. Because <laughs> I immediately was like, oh, you guys should be together forever. Just make up. I love you both. I know. And I love, I love her as an actress. Oh. So good. There's scenes together. Just, just such a good good just uh what do you call it um adversary to they balance each other out they balance each other out well like we it's just so believable Mm -hmm. and the chemistry is believable and like i feel like i believe she's a scroll like i believe she's stronger than you know um stronger than you stronger than what meets the eye i i feel like you get this you get something about priscilla gives you this vibe that like she's just a lot stronger than she lets on. And like, she's somebody you kind of have to worry about the same way that fury gets respect. I feel like this woman being by his side, especially when you realize she shot straight past fury's head, you realize she probably could have made that shot. She's as good of a shooter as fury, if not better, you know? And I think that that's, you know, we got a lot about her character in this episode. We understood a lot about their love and the whole poem of, you know, to feel beloved and, be beloved on this earth. Um which I love I like, loved I love the almost literal meaning for her. To right. be beloved on this earth. So that was, that yeah, was great. to just feel like I belong somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and to be loved, you know, in this in this place called Earth. Um and I love that because, you know, for her she's not from here. So that means even more to really try to be beloved, you know, in this in this new territory. Um but yeah, it was it's poor fury. Um, it's also hard seeing Rhodey just be a fucking dick. Okay, here's my thing. I feel like the direction for 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 um Don Cheadle was be bad guy. You know, as opposed to because yeah. I think and I think that's what let's go to that. I think that's what made it. We got the official reveal that Rhodey is a scroll, and which again surprised nobody. And and for me, I think part of that is a couple of things. I was thinking about why didn't that surprise me? Because obviously it was it was the the people the players in this narrative are small, so the 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 options were were limiting, right? It's just because who else could it be? Um, which isn't the problem for me. I think the problem for me is the way the reveal is done because one, it's done only to the audience, so it doesn't throw like we don't you know it's not. Two ways a reveal should happen should be a one it's done to the audience and it's a ticking time bomb for the main characters to find out because it's like oh shit main character trusts you clearly Fury doesn't trust him Fury kind of knows and so it's like 
we find out in a way that's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, we know. You know, I feel like, because that means the real Rhodey and the real Fury have never actually met. So there's no bond, there's no relationship where they're like working together. And then suddenly Rhodey's like, haha, I'm a scroll. It's like, oh shit, you just fucked up everything. Oh, damn. Let's revisit everything we know. Everything, you know, like the comics. I'm not asking it to be like the comics, but I think one thing the comic yeah. did great was when you found out certain people's was, people were scrolls, it was just like, wait, what? You had to go back and just kind of revisit and rethink what you thought was reality because it just fucked you up. And I don't think it had the same effect here. What do you think of Rhodey being a scroll? I don't like the fact that if I go back, there's nothing there. It, it almost feels like it's something that was a decision almost last minute. Like, okay, let's, I don't know, make Rhodey a scroll because we called it Secret Invasion and we got to have some secret scrolls in yeah. there or else, you know, the nerds are going to get mad. Um, because I feel like, I don't know, like, because I've gone back, I watch, I, I watch every episode at least twice. So, you know, in, in watching it again and knowing for a fact that he's a scroll, I still, it's like, there's not enough there. You know how certain movies like you could rewatch, like boom, mm-hmm. like usual suspects. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain movies or certain things you go back and you watch and you're like, oh shit, shit, even the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it's where like if you watch it again, you're like, oh my god, there was the clues and there's there's these moments and these there's the signs and that's the fun parts. I feel like going back in this, I also feel like there's no real like what's the timeline. Like, how long has Rhodey been a scroll? A scroll? Because I don't believe Rhodey's been a scroll for 30 years. I don't believe Rhodey's been a scroll shit for five years, to be honest. Um, People think I since, like since Rhodey the blip. I feel like is a scroll. So the one that came back. Which could make sense. That could make sense. But also, what does that mean for our Rhodey? You know? Yeah. Like, where is he? You know, is he is he on ice the same as the, you know, secretary or whatever? Or, you know, is our Rhodey dead? Is our Rhodey... You know, I don't know. And even, I don't know, even in the church, like the whole, you know, oh, he got fired, you know, who fired him? And then, and then two seconds later bragging like, oh yeah, I fired him. Da, da, da. It was like, okay. The, the, the WWE quotes as well. I was like, right. <laughs> and th- th- that's like, I'm like, it's trying, he's trying to give a personality to Rhodey that we don't recognize. And, and it almost feels like this version, this, this scroll has some kind of personal vendetta to Fury, but it's like, Fury's like, I don't know you. Because <laughs> you know? right. we, we don't feel like there's anything closer than just a general scroll. At first, when we realize it's a woman, and it looks like a, at least looks like a female scroll, um, I thought, oh, is that Sauron? But then it's That's not. That's what I thought it was too. Because that would have been a was. double flip. Because that would have been fired. So and good. In my mind, my brain is trying to fix <laughs> these plot holes. Because I immediately was like, that's got to be Sauron. Because right? for me, I don't know. And that's another thing. That's one of my theories. Like, you know, we always say if if the death is an off-screen death, there's a more likely chance than not that the character is still alive somewhere in this universe. Like, they might not, uh, it might not be revealed within, you know, this episode, this season, or whatever, but this character is going to reveal at some point. Because in a show, they're not going to keep mentioning things like, you know, even somebody's name. They're not going to mention someone's name repeatedly who isn't a part of the show and isn't going to be. So I feel like with Soren, because now I'm at the point where I'm like, maybe, you know, Talos was, um, maybe Talos is being metaphoric. You know, maybe uh, Soren 
is dead to him or maybe Soren died because the version that he knows of her is dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, maybe she's not maybe she doesn't go by the name Soren anymore. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see what quote unquote death Anakin to Taylor. Darth Vader. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's dead. So I'm very interested. And you know, and he said that Gravic, you know, Gravic and his people scatter, which could be just their mentality and yeah. their way and their you know, their thoughts. Um so I'm very interested. I do feel like Soren's gonna come back, or at least I hope Soren comes back because otherwise, who the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm because yeah, that's that like have no attachment to. It's just random. It's, it's like, it's, and why now? Why yeah. in episode four? And like, and like, why? You've had every reason to kill Fury. Why do you want Priscilla to kill Fury? You know, like, what's the purpose? Yeah, right, and like, then you're also saying it's not Gravic. Yeah, like, who wants Fury so it's like, dead? Who, so it's like, you. But like, who are you? And so it's like, do you want? the America and Russia war to happen or not? Because last episode you were just like to the to to the NATO peeps saying, Oh no, it definitely was in America. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to right. think, like what what's the personal I I don't understand what's going on in that aspect. And I think for me that's what lets it down. Because I think I think if it was Soren, it would be a cool like double reveal where Marvel peeps are saying, Oh, they know that one of these guys is going to be uh, a scroll. Let the surprise be who the scroll is. Like, oh shit, Sauron's been uh, a, a roadie for the last ten years. Holy shit! Like that would be a, a right. mind fuck completely. And she's living a whole double life. Mm-hmm. That'll be insane. Because that's the thing too. Because then it would lead us to think like, okay, but what are her motivation? Shit. Even if Sauron and real roadie were working together, I would prefer that team up and that like double agent situation where maybe Soren is on Gravik's team she's undercover and maybe she's secretly working with Rhodey to kind of try to save the day and also I don't know I just don't want Rhodey to be a bad guy <laughs> well, like I feel like I don't know yeah. I feel like we don't need a black bad guy in this show like maybe well, it's just me but I just feel like we don't we don't need it like we could just have a villain and it not be someone who's looked at as my brother I mean I'm sure I'm sure we'll see Real Rhodey come back. We already know that um, uh, Don Cheadle's doing an Armor Wars movie. That they're doing that. So I could see I, the narrative won't necessarily end with Rhodey being the villain. But what I don't like in that in that uh, uh, regard is we spoke about this last week when I hoped it wouldn't be. Because I think, you know, from previous episode, that meeting between Rhodey and, and, and Fury, you know, there's, there's undertones of, of racism and the history of black people in America it's completely undermined by the fact that there was only one black person in that conversation. You right. know, you know, and somebody else who's only worn my skin for a couple of years and yeah. now thinks that they could relate to me and say shit like my brother. Like, like it. for me, like, you know, now it's offensive. Yeah, it exactly. Exactly. It wasn't when we were, when we were, here, when we were the same. <laughs> so for me, now I was just like, scroll, uh, bro, I don't think, I don't think that works. I don't think that same speech applies. No, doesn't. You know, especially if I agreed with him when he said about like, so we don't give it to to, to people who do look like us, you know, and, and who who right, in terms of who, aren't really worthy, who aren't worthy of it. And I thought that was really great. And I, and I was just like now I'm like, right, trash. What I'm interested though is with with uh, Priscilla. I want to know because she she seems like a very strong woman that understands and knows what she wants and how to get it. Right, I love the scene when she's talking about her past and how she chose uh, 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 the body to, because you have to choose a body to replace. And I kind of thought it was very telling that she chose someone who was dying, as opposed to uh, taking out somebody 
right who had a life to live and and carrying on her life for her you know there's a, there's a certain grace to her that she took care of the family and all that kind of stuff and even she kept her promise she said she wouldn't harm uh fury and she didn't you know even though it played out as if she was going to and i like that but seeing that person raven do you see this person how how did they follow gravic i i understand i understand the need and the pain right. for your own skin and all that stuff i get that but gravic's methods how did she go to that I, that i don't quite see yeah, see, with me, the only reason why I kind of understand the whole graphic thing, I don't. But I feel like there's more to the whole graphic thing than we know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just this simple fact that she introduced graphic to Fury like uh, true. in the way of this boy has no parents. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how close mm-hmm. they were behind the scenes. We don't know how she feels about, like... You know, a lot of moms are like, that's my son. I'm going to stand by him. Like, (laughs) you know, if that's like a son figure to her. And I also think that, you know, and I'm only realizing it like in you saying it just now. You know, it isn't it isn't too strange that Priscilla um, decided to live out somebody's life for them. I feel like that also just goes to show her intentions um, because she wanted a husband. She wanted kids. She wanted a home. She wanted, you know what's typically, you know, the, the human lifestyle, you know, um, you know, the American dream, you know, that's what she wanted. And I think that that's kind of, like you said, it's, it's definitely different to graphic to where it's like, how could somebody that wanted to assimilate completely, you know, and, and technically live a and, and not harm. human life, not harm, because again, she right, had someone that was dying anyone. already, as opposed to killing True. someone. True and do no harm. How could she switch sides? But also, she did tell us she spent damn near 10 years now grieving. You know, she spent five grieving over a husband that was actually gone and then another several years grieving over somebody that voluntarily left. You know, and that does something to a person. You know, as much as, you know, any kind of person or even not person, we don't know much about this girl. She could be extremely spiteful right now, you know, or maybe that's, you know, maybe it's even more disrespectful for her, you know, and everybody gets to that point of just fuck this amount. And for somebody who maybe feels isolated and alone, she's out there by herself. You know, how many people come to visit her? You know, uh, I don't know much about her life, but, you know, I feel like there's probably plenty of emotions um, or reason at least to jump ship, I think, you know, after as much as Fury's put her through. I really liked the moment when she's telling that story. And when Fury asks why pick her, and he says some, she says someone that you, I think you'd you'd have liked. And he says, um, "Oh, so you're playing the long game," and she responds, "Don't do that." I like that subtlety because it tells you without exposition that it was actually those may it may have started like that, like some kind of game, but she actually liked him. She actually grew to like those subtle moments. And then again, subtle moments. But she of... actually plotted to get him because yeah. she liked him. Yeah. She Not actually... simply because like I was sent to kill you. Because I think this, her being sent to kill him is something completely new and different. Mm-hmm. I don't think she expected that ever. No. Maybe she was always supposed to spy on him. But she... I don't think she ever thought. She didn't think he would like what she looked like as her normal self. You know, she mm-hmm. she liked him. And like, how can I make him like me? Maybe if I, you know, give an appearance that he would prefer, maybe he would like me. 
you know, and it, you know, I think there's 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 a deeper deeper kind of thing to that, and the fact that she doesn't kill him, the her reaction when Rhodey's like kill him, and she's just like, no, no, he's old, he's gonna wither away anyway. You know, you understand that she's just stalling. Of course, Rhodey knows this as well, and just that sequence of Fury just listening in, I was just like, oh no, no. And I think they've done a good job. You know, I was back and forth on their relationship because it's such a new relationship to us as the viewer. You know, sometimes I felt in previous episodes that we were getting a lot of information through the discussions as opposed to us knowing them as a couple. But I think as a testament to the acting that I think the moments that they're together are so powerful that I believe they've been together for a long time. You know, right. I think that's just because of the, the great acting on display. Yeah. Um, we get a moment, final moment, father and daughter, Gaia and Talos. They don't know this at the time, of course. And they have a discussion. You've spoken about this, that sometimes you'd like it when Marvel get this right, when they have a, a, a debate that you can understand both point of views where both people are right. You know, she mentions to him that she she wants to be on his side. She kind of disagrees with uh, 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 Gravik's methods, but Gravik has a plan. What is your plan? You know, and, and he tells her about his plan. His plan and it works. Yes, and it works. And so when, when Talos tells her his plan of just like, you know, trying to come peacefully to the humans and hoping they they will uh, kind of help, he she kind of doesn't like that plan. You know, she hates it. She also, his plan is trash. <laughs> like, it's a garbage plan. It's very of his time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very old school, generational. Like, you know, you know how like the younger generation, our generation now, you know, says things like, I'm not, I'm not my ancestors, I'll kick your ass. Like... I feel like that's that's also the scrolls, you know, the younger scroll generation is like, I'm not my parents, I'm not, you know, Talos, I'm not gonna ask for permission or I'm not gonna ask for you to accept me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to force the issue and you'll have no other choice. You know, and I you know, I, like you said, it's like it's hard, but like nobody's wrong in this situation. Like I understand Talos's mentality because, you know, it's mostly worked out for him. Like humans. You have to remember what he said yeah. to Gravik humans against the common threat fury even says there is not enough room of tolerance really you know and, and i think that's where i i realized that uh, uh talus is also right because you know like when she's like oh but she wants to live here in her own skin you know not just living here you know because it's like you have to look at it from goodness. it's sad but yes yeah, the truth like people who live here and who are humans <laughs> cannot live in their own skin like, right sadly Look at what trans folk are going through every single day. Exactly. Like, and they're humans. Exactly. And this Literally is what I'm talking about. Human. Talus knows that reality. Talus has been around here on Earth she, for a while. He's seen certain things and he realizes that the sad unfortunate he even says, you know, our survival is dependent on the host. We can't just we can't just take over. We have to be the host. Because again, Captain Marvel and Nick Fury couldn't find another planet for us. Like we can't find a planet for us. This is literally right now the only option we have. If we try and just take over like Gravix style, we will get fucked up. Like they will yeah. fuck us up. So our only bet is to yeah, show them like that we can be useful. <laughs> like the best bet is to show that we can be useful and we're not a threat. And maybe they'll give us something because we beggars can't be choosers. You know, we're not, this is like, we'll get fucked up. And I think, that's what grab uh, Talos's point of view on, on these things are. It's like I get it. I understand that you want this. I want that too. But these are fucking humans, and they have some shit. They'll fuck us up. 
They have some shit. I mean, like, beyond our tools. Like, you completely eliminate every tool, every weapon that humans have at our disposal. We still have our minds, and we still have the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And you give us a united... <laughs> the new ones. You give us a united reason. Ones. You know, and, and we also have mutants now confirmed. I mean, it's been confirmed you know? a couple of times in the so last couple of years. you don't know what you're getting into starting some shit. Like, um, slow down. I understand. Shit. Maybe back in the day, because you know, it's been a couple of years, maybe Talos tried to start some shit. And then he got a lucky escape. He's like, ooh, I'll start shit again. Right. No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's how, maybe that's how Soren died, huh? He was starting some shit. Shit starting. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, yeah. like, come on, humans, like, yeah. <laughs> humans. Oh, such a good show. Oh, Sad. Oh. Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know that the creator oh. is got to do Samurai Jack. Actually, he's got a new show which feels a kind of similar tone to that, you know, just in a different way, just like the animation and the characters. Stop that in there. Right. Um, the president attack. You know, honestly, it was fire. That's some of the best, maybe the best action sequence we've seen in a while, and definitely on any of the shows. I think know, maybe since Falcon. Uh, I like the 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 uh, reminder that Fury likes his little launches because in the Avengers, he remember after the planes, he was like, but he missed. But then this time took out the helicopter with his launcher. I was like, yeah, take him down. I was like, oh, we got exploded helicopter <laughs> money. Oh, must be nice. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. We get a sense of Gravik's powers. I love Fury's reaction. Right When he shoots Gravik in the face and it splits open and then it heals again and Fury's just like in shock. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I like that reaction. But Raven... Talos, is he dead? Because it can't be another fake out. I think Talos is dead, dead. I don't, I don't know, because Paris doesn't want to believe he's dead, dead. But no. my, my, he my died. I mean, he died saving this. the president. I think that I think he's dead. He One, died he saving, died the, saving president. the president. Yeah. Two, he. This is directly one episode after the same thing happened exactly. to his daughter. Exactly, and they brought her back. From a writing perspective, That'd that would be, be corny as fuck. <laughs> so to do dumb. it back to back. Oh, they're dead. They're not dead. Because then it's like that's we're gonna get fatigued. Mm-hmm. You know that's a bit much. So I think I think from a writing perspective, the only reason they saved Gaia and from the moment they did, I immediately felt like oh, when our parents gotta go. You know, like I don't know. It's just the same journey as what is it the the mentor and the mentee. Well, especially you after the, the conversation, right? She walks away right. from him upset. It's gonna be more powerful because right, right, I'll and ask. knowing that like his plan is trash, the, the plan is garbage. Yeah. I'm not going with the plan either. Like I get it, you know, from his perspective, but from a kid's perspective, fuck that. I don't even get to punch anybody in the face with that plan. <laughs> like that shit is garbage. Like I'm sorry, but if you've been training for like months and like you're angry, you're about to flip some ass. This is what I mean, happens to actual soldiers in real life. This is literally what PTSD yeah. is. You go through all this training, they prepare you to be a literal killer to be a trained killer and all you do you eat live and breathe murder and then you don't murder nobody you don't get to punch nobody you don't even get to you don't even get to put anybody in a chokehold like that shit would piss me off you know we spoke about this off podcast 
I think overall, I'm st- I'm still not happy with this show in terms of I know part of it is my expectations of what I want Secret Invasion to be. Secret Invasion, and again, it still could do that. We have two episodes left, but Secret Invasion narrative in the comics is one of the major narrative that was like a turning point for the MCU, like a game changer right. that made you just kind of rethink everything. And 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 you know, I'm also watching some. I like watching like spy thrillers and things like that. I'm watching uh, Jack Bryan right now, and I just came out of uh, Mission Impossible the other day. You know, this doesn't make me feel like those. The scales, the stakes feel small. It doesn't feel like it's affecting everything. And and yeah. and I like this episode. And I think part of that is, you know, again, we spoke about this last episode. The character moments are great. Every character moment is just knocking out of the park. So I'm feeling those moments. I'm feeling the story of... So I think the main story in this one, plot-wise, is like the Furies narrative and showing us how, who they are with each other. And that was done great. But I just think the overall narrative is just, we have two episodes left. I, I just, I just, I feel like it's missing something. I don't know what in terms of what it can turn around. I think at best right now, it's going to be like, oh, that was a fun show. As opposed to right. what the cinematic universe has changed. Because it's also like the title. I think that like the title of Secret Invasion, Invasion holds so much weight for fans and like you said it's such a major turning point in the comics that like seeing secret invasion in the lineup was a big deal yeah and and i remember that years ago when like it was announced that they were doing secret invasion it was kind of like whoa as a series there's more time to tell the story flesh it out throughout while i've been watching you know every single movie that we've watched (laughs) part of us have been like maybe there's a scroll yeah yeah the setup and we've been waiting for the scrolls to surface for what 10 20 years now so i think that it is disappointing that you know a name that holds such gravitas is i don't know just just okay exactly so far it's just been it's just been it's been good don't get me wrong it's good like not for anything this should be the best it was a like holy shit moment when we found out hydro was shield that was like, oh shit! Everything has changed. Oh my god! But that's how I should feel. <laughs> that's right? how I should everything feel. Everything changed. Yes. Literally, everything spiraled after that. It was like Shield, the show. Fucking uh, every single movie that happened after that had something to do with the events of Winter Soldier. And it's like shit. Black Panther. Literally, Black Panther's entire plot comes from you know, uh, Winter Soldier. In yeah, and, and Civil War. You know, those are like massive turning points, and I think. Secret Invasion didn't give me that. Again, I'm not asking it for it to be exactly like the comic, but I think the stakes and the impact should be like the comics because I think, yeah. you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a narrative that says in the spy world where everything is kind of a misdirection, where everything isn't what it seems, adding a layer of shapeshifters should be like, it should be like, you know, one of our favorite movies, Raven, we've done a back to the feature on this, is The Thing. Because it really deals with just that paranoia of like this person you thought was your friend is actually a shape shifting killer alien, and you just like I don't trust anybody like that kind of paranoia. I don't think I don't think it ramps it up. Like it started at the beginning, but I don't think it. You know, I think the beginning, especially with finding out Ross was a scroll, it was like oh shit, I really like that, but it didn't build on it. It didn't build that paranoia. I'm almost kind of like I don't feel tense watching it. I should feel goosebumps goosebumps you know watching this and feeling this yeah, kind of thing i should be worried for you when he's <laughs> right? like who is it's like yeah it's little things it's like i don't know it doesn't it's not hidden the same and no. like like i don't know something as simple as like i almost feel like going into it 
with the whole ooh, somebody's a scroll also kind of ruined it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it, and I also feel like I wish we but saw you're less doing Rody. Invasion. I feel you like they're like, I feel like they're leaning on Rody being a scroll too much mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, but look, Rody, he's a scroll. Let's show you some green CG, you know, to where it's like, you know, it's cool and all, but like, I don't want it to just be Rody. You know, I don't I don't want it to just be Rody and I don't want it to be through the eyes of Rody who is downplaying that scrolls even exist. Even mm. though I know that's the point, like to deflect or whatever, because you know, Rody is a scroll. But I also just feel like because every time a scroll is mentioned so far, it's been, Oh, you're crazy, man, you're crazy, which is annoying because as the audience, we know they exist. Yeah. So it's like, why are we as the audience playing this game of like you know, oh, there's no scrolls with Rhodey when it's like, why is that? You know, like, it's almost like, why is this narrative even here? Rhodey should have given us anybody as a scroll. Why this? I think even if you give us Rhodey, Rhodey's scroll should have been at least pretending to be Fury's friend and our friend as right. the audience. And like, he like did have his back. disrespect is weird. Like, he should have come to have his back. But because, you know, if his intention we get from this one where the reason he fired him is so that he can get him off the case, you could have got him off the case in other ways by like misdirection. Send him right. on a wild goose chase. Pretend that you're there with him, that El, right. everyone in the government is against you. They're trying to get you, but don't worry. I'm the only one that has your back. And then when you find out he's a scroll, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that right. would have been better. You could have had Fury, like, on yeah. the run or something like that, trying to prove, you know, his innocence or some shit. Like, Rhodey should have been trying to help him, and we mm-hmm. should have noticed when Fury got caught. Yes. That Rhodey was a scroll. And you, and then you, you know? realize... That should have been how oh. it goes. And you, re, you re-watch old episodes, you look at subtle things that Rhodey did where he was the one that said, if you go here, he's the one that gave the number. He's the one... You know, it should it should work like like uh, like, right. a, like a whodunit, like knives out when you get... like You know when you get revelation on a whodunit, yeah. you're like, oh shit, I gotta watch this all again. And you see the signs that were, were set up along the way. I think for me, that's where it's disappointing. I will give credit where credit's due. I think overall between this narrative and Captain Marvel, they have done a fantastic job of fleshing out the scrolls. And I think they've done a better job of the scrolls than they did in the comics, honestly. The mm. scrolls feel like people who are also individuals, as opposed to a lot of aliens in sci-fi are all like a monolith. They're all like one mindset, one thought and one goal, as opposed to like having diversity amongst them and i think they did a really good job of giving nuance to the scroll because you as bad as graphic is you don't think the scrolls are evil as the audience you know you're still yeah. kind of you, you, you understand that they're all individuals and they're all going through their own they're all dealing with their pain in their own individual way what do you think of the scrolls at least in the series um i mean i think so far i really love the narrative you know i love their narrative i love their um motivation i think that we've gotten to see that a lot of the scrolls are like similar to people you know where you have some good you have some bad you have but for the most part most scrolls same as humans are just trying to survive you know and most don't have the luxury of determining uh what happens to the fate of their entire race only being able to make small decisions every day that might kind of affect their race but never really having much power to do much about it and i think that as many scrolls have as many opinions as they have. I think a lot of them are as powerless as, you know, majority of humans. So I think that I do love that aspect is that you realize like, you know, that um, the scrolls are doing just what they have to, to survive, mm-hmm. you know, and that yeah. there's really no wrong. Um, there's no wrong response. 
you know, again, to, I think... to abandonment and, and to literal survival. You know, we know what humans do to survive. So how can we really judge the scrolls? And I feel like I do like that we've been seeing that, at least um, in the portrayal of seeing that these are all individuals and, you know, if one of them dies or if one of them is hurt, they're all affected, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. small community. Yes, yes. Um, it, there's no, like, even the background scrolls, you start to recognize and re- remember them. They're not, like, just, there's no red shirts where you're right. just, like, you know, where they're, disp- and they're just, like, disposable, things like that. I did, I, I did like that they've done that. Um, what else I was going to say? Da, 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 da. Oh, I, I did have some issues with the presidential attack. I thought some of the framing of the camera framing was a bit tight. That it was hard. It was hard for me to kind of understand the geography of everything. Because sometimes it's like they're shooting against each other, but sometimes they, like it felt like are you standing against each other? Who's who? And it's like that's yeah, why it's yeah. so easy for gravity to just kind of slip behind the lines and kind of like like nobody noticed. I know you can shape shift, but if you're firefighting and you're walking towards me, you shape shift. Like how do you get behind me to grab gravity? Gravic. I mean to grab Talos. You know, like if we're all firing, yeah. I know you can shapeshift, but I would see it. How did I not see? How did you go around? You know, I think some of the, some of that was off for me. And my other nitpick, and again, it's just nitpick of that fight scene. It's not nothing visual. It was just that this is the president of the United States in the Marvel universe. How do you surprise them with 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 a helicopter attack? I get it that Rhodey was the inside, but we should have seen more information of like more in more effort gone into trying to get around those things because so just like helicopters just show up for the president of the united states it's not there's not an ambassador this isn't this isn't a a a a just some other country this is america the airspace one thing is you didn't even get close <laughs> you can't even fly in the same city <laughs> like, as the president you can fly over the president none of it none of it unless you're literally security detail for the president like, but I, I, then again, maybe that was the point. I, I know. Maybe that's it. You could have had some stuff off screen. I get but, it, but I feel like that's such a yeah. big deal that we need to see that because it's it's not just like it's the president traveling. You need to we need to kind of have a line of dialogue that's just like I snuck you and I gave you credit or something that just allows for a couple of helicopters to get into the airspace. You know, nobody was paying. Like I know you can have replaced people with scrolls, but we should have seen that. I've replaced all the people with scrolls. Blah 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 blah. And it's just a nitpick. I just thought I'd throw that. Oh, another nitpick. You know, I mean, I guess this is more hubris. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. Gravik felt that none of his men would get shot in this battle because we found out he get shot and killed. He turned to a scroll because the plan was to make it believe that it was the Russians attacking, right? And so, okay. if any of the scrolls died, there would be scroll bodies lying there, and then the America <laughs> would be like, "Well, that's not the Russians," you know. So. Right. <laughs> when he's green odd <laughs> so I thought that was interesting and odd and yeah just that um, Fury had to leave Gra- uh, Talos I wonder that's how it's going to affect him is he going to so go so sad Talos is dead dead I know I like Talos I like them together I like Talos I guess but also I realized also one thing that did happen in this episode Marvel or they officially created Nick Fury's arch nemesis in the MCU no, this is true. Because I feel like Gravik is officially true. Nick Fury's arch nemesis. This is true. Because think about it. He killed both of his best friends. He killed his female and male best friend. You killed, you killed Talos, which, come on now, admit mm-hmm. it. That's your bestie. And then, and then Maria Hill, which is his co-worker, which all he does is work. So obviously that's your other best friend. Murdered both of them. This is true. 
and in and, front of and, him, and and, and it's, in his face. It's poetic. I think that's what's even worse. Well, and and directly in your face, and made it seem as if uh, he's one that killed Maria, because that's what uh, Rhodey's is blackmailing yeah. him with, right? So that's he's got true. that video. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's a good point you make. I think it's it's also poetic because it's a villain of his own creation, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it. It yeah. really is, which makes me wonder if Gravik's going to be done after this show, this series. Is he going to die in this show? Or is he going to be a bigger villain? Like, is he going to keep coming back? Is he going to be his red herring? Well, we know that there's going to we're setting up a fight between Gravik and uh, Gaia. Because Gaia's going to be like, you got my father. <sighs> you know. Exactly. That's going to. And then Nick's going to be all, you get my besties. I wonder. I wonder what. To see Nick die I feel cry. like they've wasted so far. We had two minute episodes, but so far I feel like we haven't done much with Sonya except for just having a great actress play her. You know, Which one is Sonya? Uh, the 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 British MI six lady. Yeah, like what's the point of her character? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I you love, just, I love, I love Olivia Coleman. She's great. Putting... Oh, like she was investigating. She says she's. I mean, last episode she was investigating stuff herself, but we don't know where that's going. Yeah. It's literally. Out here in LA, it is past midnight in New York, where Raven is. It is three AM, and as we speak, the next episode of Secret Invasion is up. I'm literally going to watch it after this. You're committed, folks. That committed, Raven. Cheers. If there are any thoughts on this episode and on the series so far, those of you who've read the comic or those of you who've not not read the comics, how has it uh, uh, um, met your expectations? Let us know. Find us on social media at the Nerdy Bunch. Right now, I think it's fine. But I didn't want it to be fine. I think for me, saying something like Secret Evasion is, is fine. It's supposed to be epic. It's supposed to be epic. Anyway, we can ramble. I don't want to ramble. Let's see. Yeah, two more episodes right. left. Maybe. There's two more. Maybe. Maybe it'll fix it. Maybe. Let's let's not be those people. Let's let let it. Was there a big reveal at the end of the yeah. episode? Uh, well, no. It was just reveal. it was just Talos' death. Oh yeah, yeah. Talos yeah. died. He got shanked. And and then um, uh, Fury left with the president. Yeah. He's like, I'll take my car doors open automatically it was fun. <laughs> there were some exciting moments again i like the episode i don't like the overall story that's i think that's what it is i like the episodes but i, don't, I think I don't... we're focusing on the wrong things i think that's my issue is that right. the show's focus isn't where myself as a fan feels like we should I know, be focusing. But it's secret invasion the tagline is who do you trust and it's not living up to that that's what i'm saying because we're focused on one person like we've been focused on Brody, like you know and like scrolls that we don't know they're like yeah. oh government person oh this person like these people mean nothing to me no not at all you know not at all. like like what if fucking uh what's his name uh uh john favreau's character what's his name oh oh uh, happy. happy oh my imagine god imagine if happy was oh my god that that would have blown my mind if happy was a scroll and happy was in the show you find out happy was a scroll i would cry I'll be like the happy that dated Aunt May is a scroll. <laughs> See what I'm saying? This is how you <laughs> like, feel. It would make so much when sense because happens. then it would be like, oh, that's he got close to Aunt May because of when they found out that Peter was a powerful person and they were trying to get some DNA and stuff. And they were trying to take his DNA. It would be genius. I would just question everything. Because think about it, you could get hair samples. You could get anything. He was he close to Tony. He's close to Spider-Man. Best friends with Tony has access to all of Tony's things. Tony's rightful heir. So you have access to all of Tony's files, which is extremist. And then, and then, and then you could do, you could then rethink things like, wait, the the story of Spider-Man, I think it was the the first one homecoming with, with the vulture 
was uh, mm-hmm. was happy was transfer transporting uh, uh, Tony Stark's stuff after his death, and and it got fucked up, and Vulture got got a wind of the stuff and stole right. it. Oh, Happy right. could well, Happy was in on that because he was a scroll. He was trying to give away the Happy's technology. Happy's could also be the fact that he was Tony's right hand oh. since forever, and Tony didn't really leave him shit and left this random young boy everything. He doesn't you know see. shit. It's just so many plots. It just would have been so. Stop epic. it, Raven. Stop it. I'm going to get myself upset because I know that's not going to be the storyline now because they're not going to just throw in Happy out of nowhere. That would have been amazing if Happy was just a Think of all the amazing side characters that we underestimate but have access to everything. Right. Right. Think how many. Shit. Pepper fucking pops. Right. Pepper could have been a scroll. Imagine that. Can you make Pepper a scroll from ages Imagine ago? Pepper pops is a scroll. That would have been so good. Even Nebula. Just, Anyone. Just go, just I don't go know. In there. Anybody. Just anyone else. Just right? not Rhodey. It's just so like, yeah. I know. Yeah. Because like Rhodey being good or bad doesn't affect anyone. I no. don't know. I guess it does because like he's right hands with the president. We went out of your way to promote him in this yeah. series so that we would feel, uh, when he's around the president. Like, yeah. this is weird. Mm. I don't, I don't like whatever. it. I don't want to keep bashing him. <laughs> that anyway. scene is like, Rhodey, have you been uh, pre gaming before? <laughs> I did love that. I did love that. You gotta, you know, you gotta push. I'm like, what, bro? When I watched it and again, I love it because that shit is strong as fuck. Well, that's why I you love it. You drank half a bottle of bourbon. When when you watch it again, when he's talking to the president, those exact words he's say, he's saying was that like when he's blowing in his face, and you're like, yeah, and smell that. Anyway, I also realized he's probably celebrating. He thought the president was about to die. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if the president who's about to die thinks you've been drinking on the right. job. Right. He's going to be fired, but we have, you know, literally <laughs> before he has the chance to tell anyone. Right. Fired. Anyway, on that <laughs> note, thank you, Raven. It's a bad joke. You're welcome. <laughs> Final <laughs> cheers. <laughs> My name's English Dave. This has been a Nerdy Bunch presentation of Something to Marvel About, where we spoke about Secret Invasion, episode four, and there's two more episodes to go. Well, technically almost one, because I'm about to watch episode five, literally as we hang this up. So I would have watched it by the time it's in your ears. Find us on social media, as I always say, at the Nerdy Bunch. And as always, Raven. Keep it nerdy. Peace. Peace.